You want to know one big reason to be financially independent? So that you can take care of your pets. I'm Jared Gillian and welcome to the Be Smart Podcast where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money. So, as I've said a bunch of times before, I have six cats. Their names are Stripe, Tars, Uma, Vesper, Wendy, and Xenia. And I'm going to be getting another cat next year. That's the deal I have with my wife. As soon as we move in the new house, I can get cat number seven. And then she says I'm on a three-year plan. I can get a cat every three years. I don't really like that. I don't think I'm going to adhere to that, but that's what she wants me to do. Uh, My cats have a bunch of different personalities, and if you've ever had multiple animals, you know what I'm talking about. My cats are the most important thing to me in the world. They are. Absolutely. And it makes me happy to know that because I am financially secure, I can provide a good home for them. They have the best food, the best toys, the best cat condos, the best litter boxes. These are spoiled cats. They're rich cats. That's what they are. They're the rich kids on the block. They're rich cats. And all these cats are rescues, and they came from very dire situations. A couple of them were close to death. They are the luckiest cats in the world. They hit the jackpot with our house. And they will never be in a situation where they have to be put to sleep because we can't afford medical care. It's really the best thing you can do with your money. So the first thing to do, the first thing to do is to get an emergency fund, right? This is, yes, it's for the check engine light. Yes, it's for fender benders, stuff like that. It is also for cats. The emergency fund is for cats because it's not an emergency fund. It's a cat medical expense fund. So now you have $10,000 in the bank, and that is going to cover 99.9% of cat medical problems. There is this thing, they call it economic euthanasia. Two million animals a year are put to sleep every year because their owners don't have the money to pay for medical expenses, and they're put to sleep. Economic euthanasia. So there's no Obamacare for cats, Okay, but we'll get to that a little bit in a second. You have to pay for pet medical expenses out of pocket, and it can be expensive. And if you don't want to do that, if you're not up for that, then don't own a pet. You have to pay for the pet. (laughs) Owning a pet means every couple years you're going to get whacked for a couple thousand bucks. Something's going to happen. I mean, sometimes you get a cat or a dog and they're a lemon and they're just they, they constantly have medical problems. And that's your responsibility to take care of the pet. Seriously. So if you don't, the pet's going to die. Now, contrary to popular belief, everyone has the ability to pay a $1,000 medical expense for a cat. Everybody does. Okay. But the reason they don't is because they don't plan ahead. They don't have an emergency fund and then they get stuck. Okay. But everybody has the ability to do this. You just have to plan ahead. You build up an emergency fund. That's what this is for. You spend the money in the emergency fund, and then you build it back up again. But you have, at a minimum, 
$10,000, $10,000 or six months of expenses, whichever is greater, but at a minimum $10,000 and $10,000 is going to cover 99% of what could possibly go wrong with your cat. I mean, pets are expensive. You know, actually, we haven't really had any problems recently, but I got to take the cats to the vet for a checkup in March or April. And it's going to come out to like 700 bucks just for a checkup and shots and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's going to be expensive. So, again, if you're not willing to do this, then don't adopt a pet. When you adopt an animal, you are making a commitment that lasts for the life of the animal. And for cats, cats live longer than dogs. Cats, that can be 15 years or more. It could be 20 years. This is a very long time. But that's not what people are thinking about when they adopt a kitten. They're like, look, the kitten is so cute. And after a year, it grows up into a cat, and it's not cute anymore, you know, and people lose interest. That's your buddy. That's your pal. A pet is not a toy. It's not a gift. A pet is a lifelong companion. So my cat, Otto, uh who lived from 1999 to 2014, he he was actually a pretty inexpensive cat. He The only medical problem he had in his entire life, uh, he, had a, he had to get a tooth extracted. But aside from that, he was perfectly healthy up until the time he got lymphoma. And he passed away from the lymphoma. We caught it too late. Uh, there was nothing we could do. No amount of money would have fixed it. So it, it was just we caught it too late. But other animals can have much bigger medical expenses or a lot of work. For example, every, every once in a while, you get a cat that's diabetic. People have diabetic cats. Then you're giving the cat insulin shots every day. Like, this is a lot of work and it's a lot of money to have an animal. You know, it's your job to take care of it. So a $10,000 emergency fund should cover it. If you have a medical expense that is more than $10,000, well, let me put it this way. If it's more than $10,000, I give you permission to euthanize the cat. I mean, for a lot. Now, I wouldn't do that, you know, because I have more money. Like, I would really pay any amount of money to keep my cat alive. But for most people, if you're making forty dollars or $50,000 a year, it's unreasonable. It's just it's too much money. And I get it. And that's fine. But the emergency fund, which should have $10,000 in it, should cover 99% of stuff. So... One time I went to the vet's office, and this was like a, a specialty vet's office down in Mount Pleasant. It's a pretty fancy place. And I asked them, I said, what is the most money somebody has ever spent on their cat? And the guy said, there was actually a guy that spent $140,000 on his cat. And he loved this cat so much he took it to the vet every six months to get scans and blood tests and every test imaginable. And he did this for the entire life of the cat. And the cat got to be 15 years old and it died of old age. <laughs> he spent $140,000 on the cat. And I get it. I get it. Now, one thing you might think about is getting pet insurance. Now, I said there's no Obamacare for cats. There's no government insurance for cats. But there is private pet insurance. And there's a handful of companies that do this. One is actually publicly traded. I used to own the stock. It's called Trupanion. And Trupanion is pet insurance. So the way it works is, is that you would adopt a, a cat, usually when they're young, you know, a, a year old or less or something like that. And you sign them up for this insurance and you pay monthly premiums on the insurance. 
and if they have any unforeseen medical expense, not routine stuff, not vet visits, but you know, unforeseen medical expenses, the insurance will pay for it for the life of the cat as long as you pay the premiums. So I looked into it because I was like, well, maybe it maybe it makes sense for me. The premiums are a little bit high. You know, they're 70, 80, 90 dollars a month. And I said, well, you know, I have six cats and 80 dollars a month times six cats is 480 dollars a month. I said, I think I'll pass on the pet insurance. I think I'll just I'll just pay whenever something happens. But, you know, that's really the position that people are in is that they don't have the cash to take care of a big expense. So they, you know, that's what happens. That's why you get economic euthanasia. So if you easily absorb any unexpected cash outflows, you might want to get pet insurance and pay by the month. Let me just lecture you a little bit more about being a pet owner, you know, just... I was friends with this woman on Facebook and I knew her in New York. I knew her kind of from the party scene and she had this Maine Coon cat and she took pictures of the Maine Coon cat and put it on Facebook. She loved this cat. And then the pictures started to trickle off after a while. And then one day she posted, I have to get rid of my Maine Coon cat because I'm getting a different job. So that was the end of that. I unfriended her on the spot. I don't, I don't know ultimately what happened with that. But that's a pretty crappy reason to have to get rid of a cat is because you get another job. That's not an excuse, okay? You adopt a cat. That is a 15-year commitment. It's for the life of the cat, okay? And if if you really are stuck, if you can't take care of the animal, you have to make sure that you give the animal to somebody who can and will provide a good home for it, not... Facebook or Craigslist or any of that crap, you have to be able to provide a good home for that animal. So I don't have the best behaved cats in the world. Tars will pee on the bed for reasons unknown to me. Uma, we discovered recently, poops on the counter. Uh, We have uh, half of our cats like puke all over the house. We're constantly cleaning up puke and poop and pee. It's disgusting. I mean, our, our house probably sounds disgusting. So we, we, it's a clean house. We take care of the house. But we're constantly cleaning up this stuff. And we do it because we love our cats. And another thing, under any circumstances, do not declaw your cats. See, when you declaw your cats, they don't just they don't remove the claw it's, it's like, imagine your finger and they take off the top of your finger just at your knuckle. Like that's what the clawing cats is like. It's barbaric. It's, we should not be doing this in 2022. And New York State actually outlawed it. You, they banned declawing in New York State. So, which I think is a good thing, you know, and I think all states should do it. So don't do that. I mean, your furniture is just not that important. It's really not. I don't care if you have a $10,000 couch from Restoration Hardware. Don't declaw the cat. If you have pets, just get cheaper furniture because the pets are going to destroy the furniture, whether it's cats or dogs. They're going to destroy the furniture. So you don't want to spend $10,000 on a couch. Okay. And here in Myrtle Beach, nobody in Myrtle Beach has nice enough furniture that they need to declaw their cat. So I talk about having an emergency fund a lot. It's not just for cats. It's also for cars, other stuff, even your own medical expenses. I don't 
have any statistics on how many people have an emergency fund, but I do know that about 40% of people live paycheck to paycheck. And these are the people who get stuck in economic euthanasia because they don't have the money to take care of their animals. But even if you aren't, you get a $1,000 cap medical bill, and then it's going to be on the credit card. And then you are in credit card hell, okay? So even if you don't get into the economic euthanasia, even if you don't put your animal to sleep, it's on the credit card, and now you're paying interest on this, and it sucks. So uh, I don't have any kids. I have cats. Those are my kids. So I am going to make sure that they are cared for and nothing happens to them. So Stripe, Tars, Uma, Vesper, Wendy, and Xenia are all happy cats. They're well cared for. Uma kind of wishes that she didn't have brothers and sisters. She wishes she was an only cat. But aside from that, everyone is happy. So emergency funds, start one now. $10,000 or six months of expenses, whichever is greater. It is the most basic and most important thing you will do in your financial life. Tune in next time when we talk about the economics of a strip club. Actually, I'm just kidding. I'm not ready to talk about that yet. I do want to talk about that at some point. Uh, I know one or two people in the strip club industry and the economics behind it are fascinating. So I do want to talk about that at some point, but uh, I think we got to work up to that. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. See you next time.